Welcome Marshmallows and Junior Private Detectives, and welcome to Life on Mars, the Veronica Mars Rewatch podcast, where we take you through episode by episode of Veronica Mars. I'm your host, Brenton, and I'd like to introduce my co-host in the comfy chair, Emily. Welcome, Emily. Thanks, Brenton. Happy to be here. (laughs) So we're really excited to finally get started with this. Um, we have the pilot episode to go over today, where we are introduced to Neptune and all of the characters, and I would say within the first five minutes. Um, this will be our second time going through this, so um, to get started, Emily, what were your major takeaways from the pilot episode now that you've watched it for the second time? Well, I think we can dig into this deeper within the plot, mm-hmm. but I think one of my major takeaways was that this show was created by a man, but incorporates a lot of women's fashion from the early 2000s (laughs) and uses it as part of the plot. Mm -hmm. Like there's an undergarment that shouldn't have been the undergarment under that outfit. (laughs) There's a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions about wardrobe. Okay. Um, I don't have answers about wardrobe, (laughs) but I do know it was written by Rob Thomas. Yes. Um, That and I think relationships and developing the relationships that Veronica has and how she utilizes them. It sets her up very well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I completely agree there. Um, I wrote down on my notes that I think pretty much the majority of the people that are on screen, um, minus some refinements to Logan and Weevil, they kind of like really present the characters as they are for like the rest of the series. Like you kind of you have a good idea of who Veronica is, especially. Um, but I think you can glean a lot from Keith and Wallace and, uh, the sheriff, like pretty much right off the bat. Like those are kind of who those characters are for the rest of, uh, the series. Well, and I would say by the end of the episode, Weevil is who Weevil will be for the rest of the show. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. The only character that has an arc in this entire series (laughs) is Logan. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Um... But yeah, all right, so we'll be going through kind of uh, episode summaries and then kind of pausing as we kind of dig into different scenes kind of going on, and that'll be kind of the setup for our episodes going forward. Um, but to start, it's immediately a voiceover and pulling into the high school parking lot, and it's, um, I, this is actually particularly like looking at the quote now, um, and then I'll dig in why this is a little more like uh, resonant to me. It's Veronica Mars describes Neptune as a town without middle class. If you live here, your parents are either millionaires or work for millionaires. And so since I grew up right in this area um, and it's Oceanside High that they're literally filming at, who are the pirates in real life, um, it's not like a too inaccurate description. (laughs) Yeah, I after visiting your hometown, I was like, this does make sense for the location. Um. (laughs) I think we discussed this before, but did Gossip Girl come out before or after this? After. Because I was like, she's real good at voiceovers at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Because this, yeah, this was first and then she was the voiceover for Gossip Girl. Gotcha. I wonder if that's why they picked her. I mean, like if that was part of the I mean, maybe like she's got it like a good um, distinctive voice. Yes, but still very like melodic and calming. Like it's not off putting. Mm hmm. Because, I, I mean, that's, it's like you can have a really distinct voice and it can be very uncomfortable to hear. Yes, Gilbert Godfrey, for instance. <laughs> oh, 
God. That is not nice. Yeah. No, but... Like, <laughs> I loved him as a child. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a funny voice, but like... <laughs> you don't want to wake up in the morning to Gilbert? <laughs> <laughs> well, he would wake me up for sure. Uh, <laughs> What's the bird he's in? Um... Yeah, I was trying to pull it. Iago? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay. All I could think of was Jafar. I'm like, no, that's who he like. Welcome serves. to our Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> that was god awful. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding it back the entire time. I was gonna try, but I can't. <laughs> All right, um, sorry. So back to um, yeah. Oceanside. I mean, um... yeah. So it, it it's an affluent area, an affluent beach town, um, and even Oceanside, which was the like slightly poorer community of like where I grew up, is still like really nice. I mean, now it's like completely remade over with it gentrified um with <laughs> say like, it like it is yeah exactly like craft brew companies and they've completely redone that downtown um but uh, i mean especially when we see where she lives at like in the apartment complex like that it's 100 percent makes sense where like the community is made up of like towns uh, like homes and really nice neighborhoods with like some minor like motels and hotels like thrown in but that's not like a permanent residence for most of the people who are there. Like middle class isn't really represented there. Did you notice in the um, apartment complex that she lives in, they have a pool, but they have fall leaves on the ground. (laughs) And my only thought was of the Christmas we spent (laughs) near that area where I was like, the leaves don't change here. And so the, (laughs) the entire time, like that first scene, I was just like, are those leaves? Like, maybe it's dirt. And I was like, no, it's leaves. And he's like, but what tree? Like, there aren't any trees. Like, no, I don't. And palm trees don't. <laughs> don't no. change there. <laughs> the leaves don't fall off the palm trees? <laughs> no, not like that. Fair, fair. But, you know. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you're completely right. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I was baffled. <laughs> um, and then we immediately see Wallace taped to a pole. And that's like our first introduction to Wallace. God bless Wallace. Mm-hmm. And Veronica Mars cutting him down, which is tremendous. Um, did you notice that she's allowed to bring a knife to school? I wrote that <laughs> down. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember my handbook saying you could bring a pocket knife. And I lived in a place where you might have like a multi-tool in your pocket because it was out in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, you were cutting bales of hay before you came to school. Yeah, definitely not. You were arrested. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like there was a zero pol- <laughs> zero tolerance policy on weapons. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I was like, maybe people down there don't care, you know. No, we definitely care. Well, I mean, Life's rad and all that beach exactly. shit. If Weevil, <laughs> if Weevil brought it, it'd be a different uh, story. True. That's another thing I wrote down was like the racism and the racism between like Weevil to aimed at Wallace mm. and then the racism towards Weevil from everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was really interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could we could expand more on that in a sec. Then. Um, Rob Thomas is a white man, correct? Yes. See a blonde white man. Brown hair. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jotting down for the notes later. Looks up picture of Rob Thomas. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we immediately cut to her sleeping in class, getting woken up, and. Then reciting back to the teacher, is it Poe? I wrote down Poe. Um, but in the summary, it says Pope, and I could have sworn that it was Poe. I think it's Pope. Oh, okay. 
So I'm I'm completely wrong. I here. think you're wrong because I don't think it's po. It's not like poetic or anything like that either. It right. Was, and then um, it's just her quote of "Life's a bitch and then you die." Was mm-hmm. like, oh, that can be po. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote down on that that she's already portrayed as a like a precocious girl who's too smart for her own good. Mm. It's kind of like a um. Like, I love Veronica Mars as a character, but it also puts her almost in that, like, I'm not like other girls box. Mm, immediately from the jump. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you're 100% right. Because it's like she's making waves in the class of, like... Well, and I think it shows who she's become because they're trying to juxtapose it from who she was when she was like other girls and she wore denim knee skirts instead of black jackets and <laughs> had straight hair and the straight long hair exactly she had a boyfriend you know she's different back then yeah mm-hmm. they weren't having sex though that's, um, that's an important note <laughs> very um and then uh, we cut to lunch where she we're introduced to the o-niners by her kind of talking about how she used to sit at that table. And, and like three kids we never meet again. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like Cheryl, who's Cheryl? <laughs> right. I was trying to keep an eye out this time if there was any like speaking role characters that get like brought in that are like, um, uh, I'm trying to think how to explain this, like replaced because like pilots are usually shot way before the series. You know, mm-hmm. just seeing anybody, but it was like, you bringing that up to me when we were watching it of like, oh, who are all these characters we never see again? Um, we're never introduced to either of the Casablanca's brothers. That's what I, I just wrote. No dick or beaver. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very different podcast. We don't get blue. That's their name. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, we, we just have those Which indisposable people. Which is so people. weird considering like the role that they both play. Right. Which makes you think that the end wasn't in sight when it was written. Some might say that uh, your theory is probably correct there. Um, and then we're introduced to Duncan and how he was her boyfriend but dumped him. She, he dumped her for no reason. Um, we never see that breakup, like no. what it actually looked like. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Yeah, he, which is weird. You'd think there would have been like a some sort of significance to like filming that scene. Yeah, or even just like the her flashing back to like that being the point of trauma, but it's not. Right. It's weird. Yeah, but it's it comes just... up all the time. It's like she's fixated on it. Well, right. Rob Thomas is fixated on it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who can blame him? <laughs> You've seen Duncan. I have. But then we meet Duncan and it's... Mm. He's like Dean from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wrote down... Um, and this will... We'll kind of get into this later. But um, the Duncan and Logan really don't have a lot of lines in this episode at all. They're just kind of, they, they have like a few here and there, but there's really, they're really not that big. Logan is, which is ironic because he was only supposed to be on the one episode. I, I mean, I guess, like he's important, but I don't think there's like very many scenes of him like talking. Yeah, he harasses her in the car and all Duncan does is leave her alone. It's right. very, <laughs> very helpful, Donkey. Um, and the one at the end, I mean, it's like 
he talks quite a bit. I guess so. I mean, you know, he's no Wallace. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of, then he joins her at the table and um, have, like of saying that he's like going to like sit with her, like even that, like because he doesn't have like any other friends, kind of thing. Um, I forget the exact quote. I don't think I wrote it down. Yeah, I didn't get that one. All I have from that is when she's talking to him and she explains that there's no police in the town, just sheriffs. Right. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> also, how do they divide that labor in other cities if in some cities there's only one? Like, I don't. I have a lot of questions. Right, of how like a sheriff's department would work for like a city like that. Well, well I guess it's more of like a town. It's a town. Yeah. I don't know the difference. Um, I said that with a lot of confidence, but I don't really know how we differentiate that. Mm -hmm. But just like, there aren't any police. There's just sheriffs here. Right. And I'm like, oh. Which is an elected position. And And so does that mean that technically like the people own the police force? And is it a reflection of the town then that, um, or the sheriff's department, I mean, that then the town is by default corrupt? Absolutely. So then why doesn't everyone just move? Because, well, but they, I, I don't think these people would want to move. Because True. if it, how it's painted, especially in this one, the like the quote earlier of like millionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we flash forward to when she is with the sheriff, Veronica, um, he's like, do you want me to go and bang on like the richest people in town's like doors to try and rattle people out? They aren't doing their job to like protect people that aren't millionaires so of course these people are like and then the people that can't move away are the people that are stuck that's always the case yeah i guess that's kind of summarizes the whole like there's no middle class right exactly Hmm. um but we can talk a bit more about the sheriff's department in a little bit um and then that's when weevil first comes over and tells wallace he's a dead man and um then Wallace tells Veronica exactly like what happened at the second pack. That also made me think, okay, so like this, these gang kids are stealing alcohol and all that, but then right. why did they tie them to the flagpole? Like they're a gang. Wouldn't they do something different? <laughs> right, rather than like frat hazing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Like beta theta pi got you now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <'Cause that's... laughs> Without knowing what exactly it's about, it's like, oh, he must have been like hazed. Or, yeah, like, he bullied. joined to the basketball team. Or... No, instead of being like threatened. <laughs> yeah, he's actually under attack from a motorcycle gang of teenagers. Right, exactly. <laughs> also, are there any adults in this gang? like lord of the flies oh god (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so he he recounts that the two pch members stole alcohol and he pressed the sign alarm when he see saw them coming over with it um which is even before they like left and then um they put the like the one dollar down on the counter like trying to like say this is enough um but when he's harassed by the police and they're they're coming to arrest the two and the rest of the motorcycles gang is there wallace backs down and tells them that oh no nothing happened here and then the sheriff gives the ridiculous quote of um (laughs) which he uses twice i think rob thomas must have thought this was amazing it was go see the wizard to get some backbone (laughs) i um 
can't imagine an adult male in an elected sheriff position <laughs> making a Wizard of Oz pun at a child. It's like it's one of those suspension of belief things that you just have to like get behind for this show. But I was like, yeah, wow, like the corrupt sheriff. He's so mean. He's a bully. Like, right. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's intended, but it, it kind of winds up with just like how big of a dirtbag character he is, mm-hmm. um, and just what kind of a goon he is too. Yeah, but um, and it's never brought up again. No one ever uses that line again. Not after it's only in the pilot. Yeah. Use it twice. Um, and I did want to bring up that Wallace has an amazing, like, picnic shirt. It had, like, a logo on the back, which I'm, must mean that Sack and Pack has uniforms. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was, like, a button-up picnic shirt, and he's got his name tag on the front. And then, like, at one point, it shows, like, the back, and there's, like, some, like, pressed logo thing on the back. I don't know. Wow. I was quite impressed. Yeah, I've never heard of a mini Mart having uniforms. <laughs> also, if he's new to town, how did he already get a job? Good question. Jobs <laughs> before school. I yeah, guess. he got there and he started sitting his resume out, just like the boomers tell you. Like, go and ask in mm-hmm. person. Yeah, exactly. And he got it. You know, he's a hardworking boy pulling himself up by his bootstraps. Good also, then his mom let him work at this sketchy liquor store. Like, once we meet her as a character, I don't. Right, where she's like more protective. And yeah. he never goes back to work, does yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Maybe maybe he does. I don't maybe remember. I just that. don't remember it. Yeah. But yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> And that was the day Wallace quit. Exactly. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know. You know. You making you eight dollars an hour. You're selling juicy fruit to the kids around the corner. Sometimes a gang comes in. <laughs> A few bad apples don't ruin it. Also, are there any rival gangs? It's just this motorcycle oh, gang. Oh, yes, there is. Okay. Uh, the Fitzpatricks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Veronica heads home, and she's sitting by the pool and has a flashback. She's uh, not sitting by the pool. She's walking. Oh, you right. mean she walks- She's out there lounging <laughs> in the fall leaves. <laughs> um. And she has a flashback of, I don't think it's really a flashback. It's more like a daydream thing where it's Duncan's in the pool and tells her like, hey, this is like our song and like some songs playing. Um, And then she sees her mom and like a group of friends like bringing out a cake for her. Well, the song actually is playing upstairs in the neighbor's room. Mm, And it must have been her and Duncan's song. And so I feel like that's what triggers it. Mm -hmm. But I also, yeah, I thought maybe, I think it was a memory because her hair was long. Oh, okay. And all Veronica's memories from before her traumatic event, which was not her best friend dying. It was her getting sexually (laughs) assaulted. Um, Because, I mean, insult to injury. You got to rape her to make her interesting, just like Game of Thrones. Also, I was surprised that there was only one scene with Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, she wasn't really supposed to be in the show. Yeah, I, she, I just thought there were more flashbacks of um, Lily Kane. They come later. Yeah. As we solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I she had the long hair, so we knew she was. that was a real memory. Okay. That's my theory. Yeah, that, uh, that lines up. Um, I think just because of how it ended, I was like, oh, it's a dream sequence because it's like mom. And then it's like, no, it's like the woman like asking for Veronica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Yeah, it could it could very well be like just a memory. Um, but I did. Find... Also, we never see that neighbor again. No. Just off. Just gone. Yeah, she could have moved. <laughs> she was done. Um, but the I made a note here for I started keeping track of the music because this is what um I termed two thousands indicators, like that early two thousands. So a lot of the music is like that low like kind of like low rumble bass like almost like loungish electronic music which is like very vocal heavy yeah there was part that had lyrics that were super distracting um it's when she's doing the photography Mm -hmm. i was like okay so like are we singing the song or are we gonna like have a voice (laughs) out like what's happening right and there's like the entire pilot like and like the in the show going forward has a ton of this type of like that like low-key electronic music um from like the early 2000s that's almost like is it more adjacent to like rock music than it is like actual like dance music um and then also bringing in other 2000s indicators which you mentioned earlier the fashion yes um what was so strange is in the flashbacks she's dressing very girly Mm -hmm. but like i wouldn't argue that that was the same time frame like, I feel like that was older, girlier. It was like she was still not quite on trend. Because, mm. like, if you even look at what, like, Sam- oh, Samantha Seafried is wearing. Um, oh, my God. Amanda Seafried <laughs> is wearing. I was like, I don't know her. Um, She's a little bit more, like, trendier or, like, a little more scantily clad. And then you have, like, this very, like, pure Veronica with, like, her long knee-length skirts mm. and her white dress and... Right, very virginal. Very innocent. Um, And then she goes bad. Right. Though, then again, Baggy I guess pants. she is... <laughs> when she's on the dance team, she is wearing the, like, short shorts and the... Because ba- it's a car wash. Mm-hmm. Um, And then when she runs into the house when they find... um. Lily Kane dead, and she runs in to see Duncan. She's wearing shorts, Ugg boots, and a sweater, which is a true marker of the early 2000s. (laughs) I just have, like, this image in my head of Britney Spears in that outfit, Mm. and then, like, Paris Hilton in that outfit. Right. (laughs) So I I truly think they embodied it towards the end, but there's some flashbacks that I'm like, I don't know who picked this. (laughs) But maybe it was the thing, and I just missed it. Yeah, could be. No, but there's a lot of... Um, greens and pinks. There was like that Hollister colors. Well, the school's colors are green. Well, the the like the lighter green, like mm. the lighter like green that you'd find at like a Hollister. That was more of um like a lime green. Yeah, almost. And then like a like a hotter pink, um, like together. And then certain point she's wearing like cargo pants and like jean jacket. Well, but that's once she's gone rebellious. Right, right, right. Just general. 2000s fashion trends yeah and it is interesting because it's like yeah once she has been assaulted because that's her turning point for fashion she dresses more like masculine and boxy more mm-hmm. like a man mm-hmm. um which is just it's like and no one in your family was like huh this is a little weird wonder why she's doing this <laughs> right it didn't happen right after her friend died it happened like a month later mm. right it's just strange it's mm-hmm. very strange yeah i can see keith just rolling with it True. Well, but the mom wasn't gone. Oh, she was gone. She had already left by the time of the party. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. right? I think you're right. The mom, that's a big thing we should 
dig into as we go. Yes. Um, and so she then goes to... I'm skipping a beach scene here, but it's just real quick where she just sees Walt's on the beach. Um, but then she goes to... Flying his plane. Very true. It's a prop plane. Mm-hmm. He, does he ever do that again? Yes. Oh, okay. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Not, like, often. But it comes yeah. up in the college season. Totally. <laughs> He's an engineer. Um, she... I didn't put that together until we rewatched this. And I was like, oh, he... Has shown an interest in the uh-huh. past. <laughs> yeah. Um, she then goes to her dad's office and sees Celeste Kane's car parked outside. And, um, before she exits her dad's office, ah, the lawyer. Okay. So now I have his name. The lawyer, sleazy lawyer comes in, Cliff McCormick. He's not sleazy. He works for the people. True. He's a public defender for criminals. Yes. (laughs) And And just goes about things not always in the most... He goes underboard, mm-hmm. but you know, like it's a it's a corrupt town, and he's just playing the game like everyone else. True, and he usually has his, he has his client's best interest in heart. Yeah, which exactly. when you're a public defender, I could see really not being priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this fictional world, I'd hope real public defenders have a lot more right compassion. But yeah. I mean, that's a tough job, <laughs> and they're probably not as quite as interesting as him, um, and gives her slash her dad a case and i i didn't notice this the first time but that he treats veronica doing cases like an open secret rather than just like open where it is like later it's like oh veronica's doing cases like at this point he's like oh like how is it that like he's going after bail jumpers and all these other cases are getting solved and i was like okay they're like playing coy about it at first well yeah Um, because you're supposed to be like 16 right I think even then he kind of has like a, it proves that he's not a sleazy. Like he's got a, he's got a moral compass in terms of like, I'm not going to say that the 16 year old should do the thing, but right. here's the thing. <laughs> if you want to do it, child. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but if you want to see about this, like I'm representing a dancer at this um, like bar, like club. And, like, they have, like, a low, like, their loose um, ID policy, if you want to go check that out, um, which plays into stuff later. And then that's when Celeste leaves and um, kind of vaguely hints that I need you to go do something, Keith, and then, like, I hate being here. Like, I wish I didn't have to come into this office and leaves. Um, But that's when we're first introduced to Keith. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Which is, they introduce him to us with a secret. Mm-hmm. Which is just really tr- a true representation of their entire relationship. I'm not telling you this to protect you. And I'm not telling you that to protect you. Right. Which is the frustrating part about it. Because otherwise they're on such equal terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that is one part I didn't know. That, that it's like great like seeing that like right out the gate. Like them like giving each other shit like immediately and like he keith treats her like more of an adult than i feel like a normal like 16 year old would usually get and stuff which i think is pretty great um i understand like that part the protector but like he even hints in that scene of like hey don't go don't follow after don't go after jay kane 
But when you do, because he knows he's not going to be able to stop her, like, you know, make sure you bring backup. The dog. Yes. I love backup. Is backup the same dog in the pilot than he is in the rest of it? I was mm-hmm. trying to identify. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they keep backup. I was like, I don't know if this is the same Pibble or Rottweiler. Pibble. Pibble. He's a mix, I think. Yeah. It's pretty big. It's interesting, too, that even in that later season, Veronica always has a dog. Mm-hmm. I think that's a true testament to her character. Totally. Yeah, exactly. A also, she's person. a very small person, so having a big dog is important. Totally. According to Rob Thomas. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I immediately liked the Keith-Veronica relationship. Yeah, well, and I think it's pivotal to the entire plot. Mm-hmm. And that that relationship is built on a trust that the other is doing the best they can with what they've got, but mm-hmm. with also like a heavy, heavy set of baggage. <laughs> yeah, completely. And secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I get is part of the mystery leading up for it, but and I, I, it's always weird when they have to keep secrets from each other. Well, but like Veronica doesn't tell him about her sexual assault. don't like it Mm-mm. um right but the that scene kind of ends is where it's like hey like don't do anything about it but if you do yeah be careful um and that's i think it's cut to veronica following jake kane um because that's you know what keith was hired to do um and she, that's when we get the um, flashback to Lily at the car wash with Veronica and telling her that she has like a major secret like a really good one yeah I was trying to think if they ever like re-show that flashback and like do they? Mm-hmm. when it um... yes end of the toward the end of the first season okay um yeah because i like i want like a scene where veronica's like the secret was xyz right there is like where she's like piecing things together and it's like oh right she had a secret because she's very happy about it right and i think it probably comes back up when you're when we're following some red herrings too but um i know it does at least at the end of the season yeah um and then in that same flashback, that's when we get to um, Lily's murder at the Kane household um, with her dad, Keith, then a sheriff at the time, arriving on the scene and her running up to Duncan and Duncan giving her no answer about what happened. Yeah. He's um, like catatonic. He's catatonic, but also... It was, that's, I mean, I know it's part of, like, the whole plot and partially of the red herrings mm-hmm. is for him to not be responsive, but, like, what an infuriating scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, say something. Like, even just, like, oh, Lily's dead. Like, that would have been helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe don't go in the backyard. <laughs> right. Like, you let your girlfriend walk out there to see your dead sister. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't say anything. Because mm-hmm. you were upset. Right. 
I get it. But like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I don't know. I don't yeah. like Duncan. No. I never liked Duncan. Mm-mm. I'm not a big fan either. Send him out to Mexico. <laughs> um, and then uh, she mentions, but we don't get into. And so I think we can at least just jump ahead here. Um, jump around in the plot a little bit. That's where she mentions that, oh, everybody remembers the bungling sheriff. And it's like, ooh, cuts a commercial here. It's like Stinger. Um, but... What ended up happening is he goes after Jake Kane. Her dad. Um, yes. Sorry. Thank you. Um, who then, who's a very important person in the community, his company, Kane Software, had something to do with streaming video. They kind of. They invented streaming. Oh, thank you. They, yeah. So thank you to Kane Software. Um, and they, the people were extremely discouraged by him going after jay kane um such an important person in the community and then well and because it was his daughter that was dead right so people are like "Ooh, that's not cool mm-hmm. but also statistically highly likely mm, gotcha um and then that's when we get uh the scene of his, her mom breaking up with keith divorcing and leaving and then when Keith's going to break the bad news to Veronica, that's when on the TV, um, the one guy is being arrested because they found. Um, the... That's not true. She says, um, no, no, no. Seeing the 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 scene of them finding Lily's murderer is true. But the dad tells her that they're going to work it out. Your Does mom it? and I will figure it out or work it out. Yeah. Oh. And I don't think there's no like black and white like they're divorced. I don't think I don't know if they get divorced or not. Right. Like legally. Mm-hmm. But I there's no like I'm divorcing you. Right. But she like leaves and it's like a breakup. Yeah. She leaves. There's a difference. And I, I think that's he why he. To tell her that like she was gone. Yeah. I think she was like leaving, but they were going to work it out. Like she right. needed to go cool off. Okay. Because I, yeah, I think that's part of the problem with that relationship as the season goes on is like Keith is waiting for her to come back because that's what he believes. Right. Um, yeah, okay. All right. I can buy that. Um, and then that's when he was ousted out of office after that. Oh, sorry. The person who was arrested, Abel Kuntz, was an employee of Kane Software. But was fired before the big boom. Mm-hmm. So before everyone went to be millionaires, right down to the secretary. Oh, right. right that was one that. of my favorite things when Veronica's spying on... Um, um, Jake Kane. Uh, yeah, Jake Kane. Um, and she's like, yeah, like, then he became a billionaire the day they went public and everyone down to the secretaries became <laughs> right. millionaires. So like everyone in this town owes their fortune to Jake Kane. And it's... That's not usually how that works. I don't think secretaries get bonuses like that. Well, or I mean like stock options is what they're referring to. Right. Um, but then wouldn't there be even more rich kids than there are? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. That's a big building. <laughs> right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Kane Softwares. Mm-mm. I have bad feelings about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least they had the respect to only make a three-story building. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct there um 
So while she's spying on Jake Kane, all the PCHers pull up. And that's when they start, like, kind of, like, surrounding her and, like, hassling her. Well, and um, she's spying on him at the Camelot, which is the seedy hotel where mm-hmm. the bad things happen. Right. <laughs> um, and they all pull up on her and... Um, Weevil et al. Yeah, exactly. And, like, <laughs> give her shit. Um, but uh, she buys time for wallace to like not be harassed by them for a week and then while weevil is making like remarks about her like being a slut and all that that's when like we get the flashback of um her rape where she's wearing the white dress and a choker and long hair and goes to shelly pomeroy's party where everybody just looks on her in disgust I also think part of that is like how they they wanted to film it so it was how she felt versus like how it actually was. Mm. Yeah. Um by that. But then the whole like rum coke and roofies. Yeah. Someone passed her a drink and she gets roofied. It's interesting too the way they filmed it. It looks like she's taking a drink from somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm taking your rum and coke. Like Maybe yeah. the drugs weren't for her. Like she's, yeah, like just swooping a cup from somebody's hand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> one, always pour your own drink. Two, don't take drinks from people you don't look in the eye. <laughs> um, so she um, passes out and wakes up the next morning um, and kind of does a, like, walks out of the house, like, crying and just kind of broken. Well, because she sees her white underwear on the floor that she was wearing with a sheer white dress <laughs> and when she got to the party you could not see the underwear through the dress <laughs> but when she walks home the next morning you can see the underwear through the dress because i think they look more like white bathing suit bottoms i'm not sure if it was supposed to be like a pool party and it's a bathe like i don't understand what's happening with the, <laughs> right. the undergarments here but it doesn't make sense and veronica mars does not seem like the type of girl that would have walked in with her underwear on the outside no so I have a lot of questions about her <laughs> outfit, let alone who took off her underwear without right. her consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, exit flashback. Jake Kane leaves Camelot and we see a woman's hand, but no woman. So we know that he's seeing someone, but we don't know who. And we don't know about what. Mm-mm. But Veronica does take pictures of the license plate on the car. The woman, sorry, not Jake Kane's, the woman's license plate. Um, next, oh, the next day. The- well, if we don't see the woman leave, how do we know it's her car? Couldn't it be someone else at the Camelot? I think it's an empty lot. Or am I wrong? I don't know. I could have sworn it was, there was like only like one other car. Oh, Camelot's not doing so well. How are they staying open? <sighs> I know. Jake Kane? Exactly. Yeah. Doing his midnight rendezvous. We'd think you'd go somewhere where there'd be other people. Or out of town. Yeah. <laughs> if you're that well known in this town don't you think you right san diego's not that far or he just thinks he's an impervious true yeah ousted a sheriff um the next day is when we get logan har- harassing her um he has the same card the entire series yeah it just changes a little <laughs> the the um, jeep yeah the yellow like, jeep yeah jeep suv thing um and yeah, just immediately 
immediately sets Logan up to just be like an asshole. The worst. Yeah, just the worst. He is just the worst in this episode. And hats off to Jason Doring because he's really good at playing someone who is like just the worst. The worst, um, it's like, it's got a certain like amount of confidence and almost like swagger to it too. It's like, I, but it's not aloof. It's not like the, I don't care. It's like Mm -mm. the, like calculated. Yeah. The worst. Uh Uh-huh. Like he is targeting like very specific, like, um, insecurities. And when he gets caught with the bog and he knows it's her from the locker check, um he he doesn't get mad like he's just like i'm coming for you right which there's a certain amount of like confidence and also like terrifying like energy behind that absolutely he's definitely scary but he's real cute oh yeah of course he's got his puka shells (laughs) college shirts true we should really count the puka shells in the series and see how many we get (laughs) Um, I think he wears them throughout the entirety. Um, but then we get the nice uh, moment where Wallace sits with Veronica and he's like, hey, you should hear what they say about you. Yeah. Um, what a, I mean, what a dumb boy thing to say. <laughs> it really is. Do you know people think you're awful? <laughs> <laughs> but I still want to sit with you. But I don't know. You are sitting here alone and it seems yeah. like you cut me down from this pole. Also... People say a lot about her, but then she still has so many connections in the school. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that until this watch and, like, then thinking back. Right. It's like she's got that kid who makes the bong for her to plant in um, Logan's locker in the whatever the class is, sculpting right. or ceramics or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, like, she's got connections outside of the adults. Yeah, and it's not a, I think some of that this first season is her like build you it kind of disguises that it's like oh she's building up a network by doing favors for all these people but like some of it's kind of built in yeah it's not like quite as against her as maybe it's written well and i mean like she's got the fire department on her back we never hear from them again though (laughs) right (laughs) another group forgot about that um yeah i i didn't remember that Mm mm-mm not I was just like, how did they switch the evidence? But Right. Somehow. <laughs> the fire chief. Uh-huh. And it's like the chief, right? I think so. <laughs> Connections, man. Um, right. But then that's where we get the next scene of like, all right, we're going to get back at the PCA series, which is getting back at Logan also. Um, so they get... The she gets the guy to make the bong and plants it in Logan's locker. Um, but first, she downloads pictures from the Camelot and has that like tense scene with her dad of like, "Hey, you should leave this alone," because he sees the license plates and maybe knows something off the pictures, but like doesn't tell her um, and tells Veronica to just drop it. Do you think the dad thinks that the mom killed Lily at some point? Maybe he's not ru- ruling it out. Just you know, throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, and then she follows up on the sleazy lawyer's case and takes a video. But we don't see of what. I think we should stop calling him sleazy. Sorry. I like him. 
McCormick. Yes. Just like the spices. <laughs> Ex- He's like a pumpkin pie. Excuse me. Um, and then the next day is when we see Logan getting his locker search, finding the bong, and that exact exchange of him staring her down like, I'll get you back. Yeah. Also, so you know how it opens with the guy from the sheriff's department being part of the locker search and being like, oh, Veronica, this should be fun. Oh, right. The first time I I watched the show, I thought that it was because he had worked for her dad and he had like told her about it. But I now realize that he is a bad person. Right. Um, Because he plays that middle realm. Mm -hmm. Like he's like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Right. Um, But... So then someone else at the sheriff's department is telling her. Mm-hmm. But we never find out who. No. Interesting. Like like someone giving her like a head a heads, heads up, up on about that. the, the yeah. locker sweeps. Mm-hmm. Like what would even have been in there? Yeah. Maybe she just knows she's being targeted mm-hmm. already. Maybe this is like the third or fourth time. No, but she's like, oh, I know even before the principal. Oh, okay. I don't know. But so then I was like, oh, he must tell her. And then I was like, oh, no, he doesn't tell her. Mm, because that's like the picture there is like, ha ha, mm-hmm. I got you. Well, no, I meant, I meant the guy from the sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. Thinking that he tells her, but he does not. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, because she's, they're not like working they're, hand in hand. They're not friends. Mm-mm. Um, and then the next part is where they go to the sheriff's department to switch out the tapes. Um, so they set off the bong, um, lighting a fire, and then the fire department comes in, and Veronica asks one of them to switch it out. Which, like, isn't... I guess when you have a corrupt sheriff department, no one's going to worry about anything else in terms of, like, playing by the rules. <laughs> right. But I'm like, what an interesting thing for another, like city official to do to change out like tapes yeah yeah it's interesting um um, and then the next scene is where she calls the sheriff's department pretends to be the receptionist and figures out it's her mom's car i do love that and then i love how they immediately introduce us to that receptionist so that you're not like why is she using this accent right Mm -hmm. inga inga Mm -hmm. the receptionist um, and then, uh, there's another tense exchange between Keith and Veronica, where Veronica just walks out. Well, yeah, because she's like, oh, like, why did you want me to not fall on this case? And he's like, oh, because corporate espionage. And oh, it's like, right, no, because yeah. it's your mom's plates. But he doesn't want to say that. But he knows she knows. So I don't know why he doesn't just say, <laughs> right. like, oh, I know you got into my files. So mm-hmm. it's your mom. Well, you hadn't even, she hadn't even gotten in the files yet. I know you get into my files. Right. <laughs> so it's your mom. And, you know, we don't really know what's going on there. And mm-hmm. right. if someone was honest with her from a younger or earlier stage, it would change the story. Yeah. Um, so the next scene is where we're introduced to Inga. Um, and there's the flashback of her going to the police, which. No, uh, the sheriff. They sheriff. don't have police. Oh, yep. You're, you're <laughs> right. You're right. Going to the sheriff. Um, and where he doesn't believe 
that she's been raped and says, what do you want me to, do you have someone in mind and she can't give him a suspect? And it's like, do you want me to just go around and knock on like all the most important people's doors in this town and like try and rattle someone out? Well, I don't think and it's... And he uses the, the wizard line. I don't think it's that he doesn't believe her. I think it's he doesn't care. It, it's. I think it's both. I think he believes it. And I think it's mm. more of like a, well, like, you know, don't be who you are. Right. It's your fault for being you. Mm. Yeah. It's victim blaming. Mm-hmm. Which is a smart thing to include here, I think. Even if you're going to go along with the rape plot, like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. the police not believer. Sheriff. <laughs> Just um, Mr. Lamb. Yep, yeah, Sheriff Lamb. And then, um, then we go back to the present day in the courtroom where Sheriff Lamb is testifying that they caught the two, caught the two PCHers and like, oh no, we have video evidence to prove it. Of them stealing the alcohol at Wallace's convenience store. Yeah, the second pack. Second pack. And then they put in the tape and it's, um, his officer picking up a dancer at the club. And then that's where, like, the PCHers get off. And McCormick's other case gets off too. Um, how did the PCHers pick their name? Pacific Coast Highway. So, um, the Pacific Coast Highway, um, that's like the one up here, um, in Northern California where that goes down along the coast. It goes all the way down to Southern California, and that's like the road that goes right along the beach. But they decided to name their gang after it? They're a motorcycle gang, and they're on the, um, the, uh, that's where they just live and ride, I'm assuming. I just feel like it's very timid. Yeah. I think maybe the reasoning is that they own the PCH, so it's theirs. They're, like, claiming it. Mm, okay. I can get behind that, I guess. Right. But they're not, like, the, um... I can't even come up with a motorcycle gang name. Hell's Angels. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Uh, my life flashed before my eyes. Um, after that, go to the beach, see Wallace. And that's where we get the first instance of Wallace calling her a marshmallow. Yes, I wrote that down because I was like, oh, like it's the first time someone says that because then that's what mm-hmm. the fan base ends up calling themselves exactly and ironically it's like oh you're so soft veronica do you think that means she's also like burnt on the outside nah. she's like a roasted <laughs> oh, <no>. marshmallow <laughs> i don't like that no too far <laughs> i mean you, you could be you could be 100 percent right thank you <laughs> um and then um that's when logan and his friends show up and he quotes the Beach Boys at her. Which... Is Duncan there for that? No. I didn't think so, but it's weird when you see Logan without Duncan at this point. Right. And it's, um, yeah, it's just the other random hooligans that we never see again. Um, yeah, I really need a Dick Casablancas right about now. Right. <laughs> like, he would have been perfect for that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and it, I wrote it down, it's, I think for the most part of, like, the actors really sell it and the script moves along that you don't really, like, get too bogged down on it. The pop culture references are all super, super hokey, but, like, somehow they, like, work. 
like Logan quoting that his dad took his T-bird away and that he won't have fun, fun, fun. And it's like slightly threatening. It's like, okay, this is like hokey, but this like kind of works. Well, and it, it works for the character that they've created for Logan where it's like he's from this very famous and like unique situation where he's part of the entertainment industry but he's not part of the entertainment industry <laughs> right right mm-hmm. adjacent mm-hmm. so i think it fits for logan yeah also it shows his charm a little yeah totally and like and wit i guess which also then is what makes him terrifying exactly he's using it in the th- <laughs> you're turning the beach boys into a weapon <laughs> um and they smash her headlights but then that's when the PCHers come up and defend Veronica and harass, beat up his car, beat up Logan, because Logan won't back down until Veronica tells him to stop. Um, the prep boys, the O-Niners, leave. Um, and then that's when you get the exchange of, like, why Weevil helped her out. It's like, oh, like, you helped get my boys off of this case also like so now we can be like friends or at least friendly well and she never they never exclusively say it which i think is key a lot of her relationships are implied Mm. they're unspoken right which is kind of sad and Mm. i think what makes her feel isolated as a character wallace is the only character that truly like acts like a friend that's true everyone else is like you did it's like a tick for tat Mm mm-hmm it's interesting and it's like she when he's like oh like i heard that tape went missing and she's like oh like i wonder what like she always plays coy at the beginning right like wink what did happen to it Uh uh-huh um and i think yeah that's where um after weevil apologizes to wallace wallace holds on to the tape Mm -hmm. it's like ah, very endearing moment for him yeah, I think it's important because if not, then you've given away your power. Mm-hmm. And Wallace knows it. Well, and it shows that in that community, having dirt is power. <laughs> totally. Which is kind of what drives the entire plot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then Veronica heads back to her father's work to Mars Investigations and pulls out all the files on Lily Kane. Um. And uh, Keith then enters because we don't learn anything. She just like kind of like holds on to it for future reference. They do that a lot in the first season and it infuriates me. I'm like, <laughs> I just want to see stretch, the paper. Stretch. Yeah. Let me read it. Um, and then um, that's when she's like, oh, I'll catch up with you later, dad. And goes to the Camelot. And we get her final voiceover of saying like, Veronica Mars is a marshmallow. Yeah. That was a cute way to end it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that they give us marshmallow early. Yes. Um, I, didn't, I didn't, like, picked up on that the first time, so I was like, oh, right in the first episode. Me neither, but you do know that after the end of that last season, um, everyone on Twitter called themselves burnt marshmallows when they were mad about it. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's fitting. It's fitting. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So it's a key part from the very beginning. So I think it's very mm-hmm. it's important. Yeah. So any final thoughts? Approval, disapproval? What do you think of the pilot revisiting? I mean, 10 out of 10 would watch again. 
Um, I still think Rob Thomas is a sexist. Um, or at least writes in a manner that is sexist. I don't mm-hmm. want to attack him personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's also kind of racist the way they set up Weevil. Yeah, the entire PCHers. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a... Um, uh, like a... Like a very caricature way of like Latinx community. Well, and especially that they're like a, like it's a biker gang. Like why can't it just be like kids that like to ride motorcycles together? Right. Or just. I mean, even their name, like if they were the PCHers, like they don't have to refer to them as a bike gang. Couldn't mm -mm. they have just been like a group of kids that called themselves that? Like the O-Niners? Right. Or um, that could be, I mean, grown up in that area. I mean, you can it's not like great, but it could almost be like that name could almost be like the name for like what they call like Latin kids, like Latinx kids. Hmm. You know what I mean? Cause, like instead of just like, oh, there's the Mexican kids, it's like, oh, that's the PCHers. Like that's like the nickname for the group or something. Also, um what kind of car does Veronica have? Cuz like she lives a life of poverty. Mm-hmm. Sure. But she's got like a cool car. Yeah. It, it looks kind of old, like used-ish. Uh-huh. But it's still a car. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. No, I do think it's interesting that they set her change as a character on the night of that party and not when Lily mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. Because you would think from my perspective your best friend being murdered and that causing your boyfriend to break up with you is significantly more traumatic than like being drugged at a party. But they're both obviously very traumatic. Yeah. It's like, why did we need to have a second trauma on top? Wasn't yeah, one enough? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you're, I think you're right there too. Um, Cause it's, it's like the, the button on, um, her entire change and like i'm no longer that girl anymore it's her catalyst yeah because it's like best friend dies family life falls apart dad loses job or sorry and then boyfriend losing boyfriend before any of the family stuff um and then she's raped and it's like you can almost see like her trying to put herself back out there and getting scorned at the party and even just made fun of or laughed off could be like a change. Yeah. It just like that could be she's like, I'm going to try and like work through this, um, but not have it be rape to then like, oh, I'm like hardened. It's like it could just be like scorned and like losing everything. Yeah. Wasn't that enough? Yeah. Hasn't Veronica been through enough? <laughs> exactly. I think I'm just protective over her. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would agree. I, I think there's a lot of problems, but it's an extremely entertaining pilot and it sets up the world really well of the show and Veronica herself. Um, and while there's stuff that, that we discussed that isn't good with Weevil's representation and her rape, um, yeah, I, I think it's a great inter- introduction to the show overall. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's also a reflection of that time and like what television was in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and how women were portrayed in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So I... Jeez. I wish they had done better, but I am not mm-hmm. surprised by it. No. Um, and I think we have the benefit of um, seeing the rest of the series and knowing that maybe some of that stuff isn't just like we 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 don't have to give them the benefit of the doubt. True. Because we know that it's like, oh, that's this isn't this isn't like, oh, well maybe it'll like change over time. Like she's still like I'm that plucky independent girl and that makes me different from all these other women. Yes. Sort of thing. Yes. All right. Well, I'm ready for episode two then. Yeah. All right. Um, we will be back next week with episode two. So, Do you know what episode two is called? This one's just called Pilot. Yes. Um, um, give me two seconds. I'll I was very disappointed by that. <laughs> I want it to be called We Used to Be Friends since that's the theme oh, song. Oh, that would have been good. It would have been a good pilot. Um, Are all pilots just called Pilot? Not always. I think maybe around this time that could be true. Um I think a lot of them are. Hmm. Okay, so next week's episode is Credit Where Credit's Due. I don't remember anything about that. I don't either. So okay. This will be fine. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you next week. And um, for now, stay not burnt, marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> be unburnt. <laughs> yes. Be only golden brown. Make a good s'more. 